0: We have coming up this Shabbat We have two days now of Rosh Adar, beautiful Shabbat, Aleph Adar on Shabbat Tremendous day on Shabbat And the last day of Shabbatim Very, very heavy day coming up Very important day person has a chance on this Shabbat To have an Aliyah May Hashem give the merit to Am to have a great Rosh Hodesh, great Shabbat, spiritual uplift, that a person should push for it. Try to make it a, a successful Friday, successful Shabbat. Try to prepare, be early for Shabbat if a person can. Hashem should help. You have to push for it. Hashem will help you with that. important to come relaxed. Every Shabbat is important, but if you're coming into Hodesh Adar, Abim Ismaha, that's, she tells us because it's, in Masakha Ta'anit, tells us Masakha Ta'anit that Adar and Nisan were miracles took place. Al-Misayel. There were great days, miraculous days. These two months, so, the whole world, Al-Misayel everywhere. We all want Yeshua, our salvation. No question, taking in Hudash is a wonderful gift for us. Especially when the fourth out on Shabbat. It's double greatness, who knows how much more that we can start on the right foot and the parasha we also do parashat shekalim there's three sefre Torah we take out three sefre Torah and we read in the first one the parasha parashpatim the second one we do because it's more common and then we read parashat shekalim there are four maftir that are added on in this, in this coming month, the one is Zakhor, is, uh, is Shikhalim, one is Shabbat Zakhor, one is Shabbat Parashat Para, and one is Parashat Ahodesh. Each one has a spe- its own specialty, and it's in its right time, each one. The first one is Shikhalim, because that means the money. They used to, in the temple of Beit they used to announce, on Adar, they would announce so bring in the new money for the new year for the Qurbanot of the Sibur which means in uh, the, the Beit HaMakdash they would offer a sacrifice daily sacrifices morning and evening Qurban tamid, that was brought on behalf of the whole nation. Everybody has a portion of that korban. And it came to the shekalim that you donated to the Beit HaMakdash. The money you donated and it was announced at the beginning of Adar. Which means that's why we read this parasha as a remembrance, and that's also why we give before the megillah. We read the Megidah Purim, which we want to give Hashem and al a shekel a remembrance for half a shekel. It was only a half a shekel, not a full shekel. Everybody's considered a half, as they say. Everybody's a half, There's no, nobody's a whole. You, you need your friend to complete you, you you're lacking. He needs you, he needs you, you need him. That's why we say it's a half a shekel only, not a full shekel, nobody's full. Everybody's a half. But that's, that's a small lesson behind the shekel, but still, that's the first Shabbat this week. The next Shabbat, before Purim, is Shabbat Zakhor. Very important reading about Zakhor et asher asalekha Amalek. Remember what Amalek did to you when you came out of Egypt. And that's a mitzvah from the Torah to hear that, that Rasha. Some say, even, some say even ladies are high up to hear it if they can come. And she can come, HaKam says it's okay, she take care of the kids at home, big mitzvah there. Or she feels maybe by going to shul maybe she might make some trouble for some men. It's also a mitzvah to stay home sometimes. But anyway, that's a big Shabbat coming up also after this one we read about Amalek, to remember and to get it into our system, we, to wipe out Amalek, whoever they are, we don't know who they are today, but whoever that nation is, whoever those people are, Hashem has stated firmly to this to take them out, because of what they did to they took away they took away the fear of Hashem. That's in itself a great Shabbat, which means that next Shabbat has a sigula in it, that a person is able to eradicate any kind of uh, evil or or wrong thoughts towards Almighty. The Shabbat afterwards is another great Shabbat which is Purim, which happens to be this year interesting. We read it, we read it on Purim. In in America or outside of Jerusalem, they read they do it on Friday. But in Jerusalem it comes out on Shabbat, Purim. So they do the Megillah on Friday, but on Shabbat they read the Parashah What's written on, on Purim in America, they read that on Shabbat as a maftir. About Amalek again. Two weeks in a row, they read about on Shabbat, they read about Amalek. And the same after twice again in a row. Twice in a row, same after. Against Amalek. The Shabbat after that is Aduma, They read about the red heifer, which the ashes of the red heifer purify a person if he came in contact with dead bodies. That's the Shabbat coming after Purim that's before the holiday of Pesach for the month of Pesach we want to show they want to get purified in order to be able to come and have a nice Mashiach to come have a holiday and the fourth reading will be we read from Parashat Bo which we read a few weeks ago about the sacrifice of the Pesach the Paschal Pesach. we read that by about Nisan about that time to usher in the holiday of the month of Nisan which is Pesach so, you have to realize that these Shabbatot are all very special, coming up. Every as we always know, every Shabbat is special, but these have an added quality to them, and all these readings that we're doing that apply to this time. Each one in its own time. So this parasha is Parashat Mishpatim, Parashat which means it was we are still by Mount Sinai, Har Sinai. We heard ten commandments in parasha of last week, and we said now, seven nishma. It's really a little out of order, but. In the end of Parashah Meshpatim, it mentions that the Jewish people said, nah, seven We will do it here. And that was before actually Hashem said the Ten Commandments. So these Torah and are very connected. And the laws, a lot of laws in the Parashah, all laws pertaining to um, slaves or damages, doctor bills, paying back people, lending people money asking for your money back, treating the widows and orphans. It's, it's full parashah, very important parashah to, to just read through and to see the actual laws that are there. Plenty and plenty of laws. And every law, if you delve into it, there's much to talk about throughout the Shas. In the Mishnayot and Gemara, all these Masichtot, you yeah, have Kiddushin here, blah, 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 it just goes on and on, a very big list over here that talk about these topics. However, let's take something, at least one piece, it says like this, if you would see your friend's donkey, or, or as a matter of fact, your enemy also, that is having a hard time, help him out, help it out. Azzob ta'azomaymoh. Help him out, right? So it says, take away from your heart what you have against this person and help him out. And it says, what does that pasukah says? It says, if you see some going lost, right? So you find the... How much more, how much more so when it comes to spiritual things, if your friend has a hard time, you have to help him. Because you find later on, the varim similar pasukht, concerning lost articles, also to return it to its owners, rightful owners. But Hashem is telling us a message here. When it comes to physical things, you have to help out people, very important. If physical things, the Torah makes a very important point about that, how much more so do we have to take care when it comes to spiritual? You see a friend, he doesn't know how to say beracha. he doesn't understand Torah, he doesn't know what's all about praying. How much have to try to help that person? Try to get him into the fold. Try to bring him in, There's certain ways to do that. You can do it yourself, have someone else involved, maybe more qualified that could do, that could do it. Or maybe come time to come to a certain class, go to a class. Don't just say, oh, I'm happy, I go to class, I'm fine. There's other, other people out there that not going to class and, they're losing out, and they don't know the way of Hashem. You get them involved, people time telling us the very important word, that you have to, the Torah goes out of its way to tell us that it's important to help even the enemy. So how much more so you have to help your friend? You see another Jewish person that doesn't know, doesn't know that a of Kosher, doesn't know. And he thinks he's doing great, but he doesn't know the basics, the rachot, Shabbat, all these, simple, that's about the heart, but the basic things. And you're the one that can help now with that. As I said before, you have someone else help them, but you have to be someone that cares about that. That's an important message in the parasha, a very important message in the parasha. Another small message, we find that someone, we find that if someone says curses, Has parent, he gets death punishment. But the punishment is death by the courts. When they had the Old Sanhedrin, and it says that if someone hits Hashem, hits a parent, it's also a death punishment, but it's, it's a less punishment, a different death. It's an easier death than the one of cursing, why is that? After all, who's worse? Someone who curses, someone who hits. A person curses, he just uses mouth. But the one who hits, it's a terrible thing, you can't even say the words, you can't even say these words out of our mouths. And the answer that they explained, and that Abban explains—that Fashim that explained, is that, all the more so, because a person thinks that, what did I do? I just cursed, that's all or well, made fun, put them down. Has So it's not really such a big thing. Oh, but if someone hits someone, oh, that's really serious. This is the reason why the Torah gives a worse death. Why? It's to make the person be more aware of it. The rule of the Torah is that we find the same law in Sefer Debarim by if someone, has took a married woman that had nisuin, there's two parts to marriage, there's irusin, when he gives her the ring, that's the first part, irusin. We call it an engagement, the engagement doesn't mean anything. So there's no marriage at all. Then those old days, they used to get engaged, which means they said irusin they had marriage, real marriage, he acquired her, marriage, and 12 months later, they made the nisuin, they made the, the, the and the, the canopy, they took her to his house in the, that 12 month period after Erusin if someone stayed with this woman he gets sikilah. they stone him to death but if he takes the married woman it's Haneq he gets also killed with strangulation why is it? which is worse? when she's fully married it should be considered much worse of an act and why, why is the opposite? why strangulation by a fully married woman and, and by Erusa it's only it's sick, that's worse. So they say the, they say the exact same idea, because a married woman, a person knows. well, oh, it's married woman. Oh, yeah, you can't a married woman. So, but he he failed. He had a, he had a, he had the temptation. So they kill him with strangulation, which is a of death, because he, he, he doesn't need the stronger death to to scare him off, because anyway he won't go, because he you knows it's a it's married woman. But someone might think, well, listen, how she didn't go under the canopy yet. Just, just had to ring. So maybe that's a so big deal. Maybe she's not really married. The Torah said, no, she's married. She's married, 100% married really. And that's what it's a kila, Which means, the Torah's teaching us here that in our own lives, when there's something which we may fall easy on it, that's the place where you have to put a stronger fence around it. Where you feel it's more easy to fall, make sure over there you put a stronger fence. Because some big things, you need a fence everywhere, really. but some big things, you know, oh, that's, that's really that's, that's heavy, that's very bad. But something else, you, you might not know, you might not know it's a big thing. You think, oh listen, what's the big deal? It's a big deal? And then you fall on that one. And that's why sometimes small things, because they're small, need to be protected more. They shouldn't fall on the small thing. That's a musad for each person in their own life. In many, many different ways it happens, these things. You feel, oh, this, this, for me, this is, not nah, this is not a big thing. I'm okay with that. He doesn't realize that small fall eventually will lead him to bigger falls. This is the secret behind it. That's why the small falls need to have a big fence around them. Because nothing's really small. Anything a person does good as a small mitzvah is a great mitzvah. A small mitzvah is a giant mitzvah. Every mitzvah is great. And a small fall is a, is a very bad avirah too. because it's, it's a fall. Anything can lead a person, any mitzvah, can lead a person to a very great height. And the same is the other, other direction. Any avirah, even the smallest one, can lead a person to a very low level. And that's why the Torah is teaching us the wisdom of putting a fence. And the fence is, when I see... Something looks small, and in my mind, it doesn't play such a strong role as being such a bad thing. Then, there I must put a fence because if I don't put the fence over there, shalom, it's possible, heaven forbid, the person might be able to transgress that and transgress it more than once, twice, three times. It becomes a strong sin. Small things that are done repetitively, again and again, and the Biblical United Rights and Shaddah Chuvah, it becomes so strong and so serious. That against gets to the level of one of the serious crimes. So that's why, in both ends, when it comes to a small mitzvah, don't say, ah, eh, it's small mitzvah, give me the big ones, I want the big ones, give me the real ones, the big ones. But what says, don't belittle, belittle any mitzvah, even a small mitzvah that seems in your eyes to be small. Consider it very, very great because you never know which mitzvah is going to lead you quickly up the ladder. Sometimes you get, you get a hold of a certain mitzvah, it seems to be very small. And very obscure not such a big item in the, in the realm of mitzvot and suddenly it takes you to a very high level of happiness of imunah and Hashem of faith and holiness and you don't realize wow how, how did that happen and then again the other side of the scale too A person sometimes yields to a certain avira which looks small and lo and behold he finds himself right in a short time what happened to me has <laughs> for But a person feels that why? How did he fall so far away? I was only, I did one little, one little, one little wrongdoing. was a big deal. And The problem was because he wasn't, he was sacked by the Israelites. He had no fence. There was no fence. So therefore, on both ends, we're very, very, very strong about that. Never see something too small, in a misbar and never to suas Another point you find. And the parasha, the truth is, the parasha is absolutely packed. It's so strong, the parasha. It says, the word says like this: If you lend money to Amisrael, to it, the poor man with you. The poor man. Now, what does it say here? The word am usually means if. If. If doesn't mean that it's. Obligation If You lend money Okay But the halakha is Rabbi Shmuel says That all the ims All the, all the words im in the Torah Are Not obligatory But these three are One of them is this one You must lend money to somebody It's mitzvah from the Torah A fellow Jew Needs money You lend him money Mitzvah from the Torah it's all, Of course there's a whole Sefer from Ha'afat i Hasid about these things I say that doesn't pay doesn't, doesn't pay back. There's a lot of laws about these things. Who, who lend first? Which person deserves a loan first? Of course, no interest. All kinds of things. Now, but it says a very interesting word it says here. It says to the poor man with you. What's it mean to, With you, I mach, what's a mach mean? With you? Say the poor man. It says in his commentary in the Pasuk, he says like this that He asks a question, he says, Why does a person sometimes not have the funds that he needs? On that, we could say an answer, he says, Maybe he's not deserving, maybe. Maybe he's not deserving. Maybe he didn't ask enough for enough, I'm Maybe he didn't pray enough, maybe he doesn't thank enough. All kinds of reasons you could say. We did some avonaut, they took away the abundance from him. But the, the, the he says, the bigger question is, why do you find that the rich man has money if he doesn't need it? If he has up and above what he needs, why, why should, what does he have for? Says the Pasuk, if you want to know why he has extra money, that's because he has he's safeguarding the portion of the poor man with him. Which means, with you, sometimes you, the rich man, it's stationed by you for some reason, someone else's money. Don't think it's your money. Poor man, some reason Hashem didn't give it to him in the straight way. Certain reasons we said before. But Hashem wanted him to get it through the rich man. Many reasons. Therefore, he's telling you, you be careful. Don't put down this poor man. Understand that very right, possible the money you have in your hand right now was given to you just to give to this man. Why? Well, because that's really his money. It's his portion. Hashem used you as the tool to give that money to the poor man. For some reason the poor man wasn't getting that money from Hashem straight, some reason. We said before either, whatever reason it is. And therefore, even though Hashem didn't give the poor man the money, you're the messenger to give him. Realize that and give it to him with a happy face. Very right important understanding over here. Deep understanding over here. So, thinking, who's this guy? Beggar, don't be choosy. I don't know. This guy, his money is by you. And that's why you make sure you give the money. Hashem didn't give money just to sit on it like your eggs. Just sit on the money and just do nothing with it. Just to use, make mitzvot. The same way a person knows Torah does mitzvot with his knowledge and gives out his knowledge to other people in Torah. So to rich man is supposed to give out what Hashem gave him to help other people with, with the money that he has. Same thing with energies. Any person has in this world is given to him to use it for Hashem. That's what it is. When a person doesn't use it for that, so he's losing out, he's losing out. Not only that, many times he's involved in a rich man. The gains that he'll gain is through the means of giving. The poor and making him smile with them. It does with a smile, the Gemara says, you give, him, you give a present to a poor man, you get blessed with six blessings. You you say nice words to him, make him happy, you get 11 blessings. How, how important it is to do things with a happy face to people. Make them happy. We'll take another small thing. We have a little time left. It says... We know that there's is, this is, this is damages There's fire. Or your ox eats the guy's field. It says, The fire goes out. Omaze akotim and it finds thorns. Catch on the thorns. Thorns burn very fast. Venechal Gadish. Oakama. And the Gadish, the gathered grain, gets eaten up. And the fire gets consumed, right? Or the standing grain. Or the field surely he shall pay, he shall pay, the one who lit the fire, says a tremendous thing, here, he says, he says sometimes, he says as a hint, there's hintings other things, also, saw his actual halacha. there's a deep meaning here, he says, a fire means sometimes, on a shim, let's, it's unlike Corona happened, something, some kind of a plague, I don't know, this week he says it, right here, yeah. And so, what happens sometimes? In the Khan Gadish sometimes, Hashem, should never happen. Hashem takes the Gadish, who's the Gadish? That's the little children, Hashem. The holy children that uphold the whole, the the Torah upholds the entire universe. So, there's there's some sins around that cause the fire. And then Hashem, that has to be a kaparaf HaMisrael as a forgiveness. Because we know the children were co-signing, Hashem said, who's going to co-sign for you? For the children, will co-sign, that they'll keep Torah in future generations. But not always is enough. Sometimes Hashem says, take, take the kamah, kamah is standing standing gro- standing grain. That's the gedorei Israel. That like happened last week. It's a bunch of big rabbis passed away last week. That's kamah, the standing grain. But sometimes, Hashem it's not enough, and Hashem takes it out on, other people, am Israel also, which is the Sadeh, the field. He says, however, he says, at the end of the day, the one who started the fire caused the fire, so I pay for that. Who caused the fire? So he says, two different ideas here. One is the people who did the sins and caused the trouble. Now they're hiding away. But Hashem gets back at them later on. They're going to pay that they caused, they caused a decree against Jewish people. Hashem, yes, they were avonot. Lord. So Hashem took it out as a kapara. He took her as a, as a forgiveness of the whole nation. He took this one, that rabbi, that rabbi. But the one who caught at the end of the day will get back Hashem. Maybe. Hashem will get back to this guy. You caused, you caused the trouble. So a person has to really always think maybe I'm not doing the right I should be doing. Each person has to say about himself, you go to a class, and a rabbi starts talking strong about something, and you think, in your mind, yes, that guy, it's the other guy, it's, that, it's exactly this guy, exactly that guy, exactly, oh wow, it's amazing, it's that, wow, amazing, This this guy, Is that guy's is the guy. And it doesn't dawn upon a person, maybe it's you, maybe it's you, in some way, maybe, think over there, maybe you also have some problem with that, not just the other guy. That's why a person has to try to fix himself up. Never to be the person that one day will be pointed a finger at him and say you caused the trouble. Who wants to pay the kind of a price, insane price, that people people were taken out? Was it him? They don't want that. First, he has to make sure that he's not responsible. It's not his fault. Not his fault. And also, he says the one who really caused the trouble, Yasser will be taken out also one day. He's going to have to pay the real price at the end of the day also, because he also caused the sins. But saying the Arafat caused sins. A person, oh, yeah, it's all and now I'm fine, I'm all great. It's not me, I'm doing great. It's just, he can say that. Yes, Hashem knows when it's him, when it's you, but, you know, sometimes it's, which uh, was wrong. And we have to really think about that. We should be the people who cause good things to come down to this world, a Hashem. A person does mitzvah, mitzvah help, you help your friend, you do mitzvah yourself, you do good things, you try to do good, at least try even think to do good. Just think to do good. Already, you're causing Hashem to bring great things down to this world, protection and good health, and good things that we need. It all comes from a person who thinks good things to do good things. You think do good things. You try to do good things. You ask for good things from Hashem. You ask the right, 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 right things to do. And you do good things. These things bring down to the world. You may not even see it, but it brings it down. It brings down all the greatness of the world. It brings down abundance. It brings down health. It brings down to Hashem and munah. And that's what we have to try to do. That's not seven ishma. Now, to sum it up, that's what it means. seven means not seven ishma. We're going to do Hashem. We're willing to do. We're going to also, of course, hear see what the first thing is we want, we're willing to do. We want to do. That's the first thing we want to do. We're all out, Hashem. Always have that attitude. And when you have an attitude that you're willing to do for Hashem, Hashem says, You're willing to do? I'll open you the gates. What do you want, myself. What do you need? Just faddal. What do you need? Be willing to do always. Don't be laid back. Don't be laid back. Be a pumper. Just keep going. Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want. I want to do... Of course you take it step by step, but I want to do. I want Hashem. I want to get close to Hashem. I want to do mitzvah. I want to learn. I want to pray right. I want to do tzedakah. I want to do good Hasid, I want to do good things. I want to have the emunah of And this is the secret of Hal that they said, that's Hashem. That's Hashem given to Allah. We should have a great Shabbat, a great Rosh a great month, בואי נתן יווהי שלנו לגאולה שלמה, אמן אמן. אמן.